and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Jeff Harding. I'm sitting in for Kyle Case. Joining me in studio today is my coworker Michelle Graves. Michelle, how are you? I'm great. Sitting in for Jeff Harding. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a nice Thanksgiving? Oh, we had a great Thanksgiving. A lot of fun, a lot of sunshine. A lot of food. A lot of food. Yeah. Still a little bit in a turkey coma. We had a lot of leftovers, too. I'm, I'm just about turkeyed out. How my about wife, you? My wife made a delicious turkey soup. Oh, uh, that does sound good. And, and she's got a turkey tetrazzini on the schedule for the rest of the turkey. Wow. So you had a lot of leftovers also. Oh, yeah. But you can, you can never have too much turkey. Maybe you can, but I can't. Well, I did have a turkey sandwich for lunch today, so I'm still hanging in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad that you're able to hang in there. So, Michelle, I know this is a ways off for you, but have you given much thought about retirement? It kind of scares me. I kind of wonder if today, to? if my generation, me included, will ever be able to. Yeah. Well, even my generation, and I'm, what, 15 years older than you, I'm wondering if I'll be able to retire. But I've given it some thought. But I have an article here from usnews.com by Sydney Lagnier. It offers eight keys to a comfortable retirement. Oh, good. So, so you ready? maybe I have time to Yeah, well, you have, you have more time than me, that's for sure. Okay, let's go. The first one is be realistic. If you're currently living on a champagne lifestyle, you probably won't be happy with a beer budget in retirement. <laughs> if your retirement plan hinges on a drastically reduced budgetary cut, then you uh, may find yourself coming unhinged. On the flip side, if you're dreaming of a far more lavish lifestyle in retirement, you're probably not going to, it's probably not very realistic either. So you have to be realistic in your retirement planning. Yeah, I agree. That um, debt ratio you want to be sure you're on top of. So you well, don't carry a lot of overhead when you're going into retirement, well, unless you, you have a ton of savings. But I've also seen people that they, they've lived the beer li- budget lifestyle and then they get retirement and they suddenly or in the champagne lifestyle, you know, doing traveling and they run out of money pretty fast. Yeah. Everyone has told me that that is retired, that it costs way more than you think or prepare for. So that scares me a little too. That's right. The second one is be flexible. There's nothing wrong with making a few changes to your budget in retirement. Just make sure they are changes you can live with. Okay. Good advice. So we have be realistic, be flexible. The third one is be creative. You may want to travel more than your retirement budget allows, There you go. So consider a home exchange or couch surfing. Like camping, consider volunteering at a national park in exchange for camping privileges. Love music or theater? Why not volunteer to be an usher for your community or symphony or ballet? We have a pretty large contingency of uh, retired people in St. George, and I see them doing those kind of volunteer efforts all the time. It's a great idea. Like at at Tuacon. Yes, exactly. The theater here, right. So the next one is be selective in downsizing. Maybe you're not quite ready to give up your four-bedroom house in the suburbs for a studio in the city, but what about playing tennis at the local community courts instead of at the country club? Wouldn't you rather pedal around your neighborhood, your neighborhood's back roads than pay a health club to ride a stationary bike? So just be selective in downsizing. Do the ones that make sense, but maintain your lifestyle. Yeah, and the ones that you love the most. It's yeah. very important. And and. Yeah, that's very true. The next one is be adventurous. Perhaps you've been living for years in a city you've tolerated only because it's close to work. Now you have a chance to change or relocate, maybe even to an exotic location. A new place could make your budget more comfortable and bring a little excitement to your retirement. I'm sorry, I'm I'm laughing. My, my microphone keeps slipping on me for some reason, and I have to keep readjusting it. I find myself laughing at it. But just be adventurous. Don't be afraid to change. 
that's how we ended up in St. George. We were empty nesters in northern Utah and thought, what the heck? Let's go. We're not, nothing's holding us here. Let's go somewhere else. Yeah. I, I think that that's a great world to live by. I think you become less adventurous as you get older, some people, but it's important to keep that sense of adventure right. because you finally have time to enjoy. Right. So, so be somewhere you can enjoy. Yeah, I totally agree. The next uh, suggestion is be financially savvy. If you're anxious about money, you won't be comfortable. Take the time in retirement to learn more about your finances. Take classes, read books, and meet with a financial planner. The more control you have over your financial future, the more comfortable you'll feel. Yeah, have a plan is always a good idea. I like that. The next one is to be industrious. Have you always wanted to start a little business or try a job completely different from the one you've always done? Retirement is the perfect time to try something completely new. Yeah, or do something fun that maybe doesn't pay as well right. as you. Right, or even expect. volunteer at a hospital or, or or somewhere like that. Yeah, and you can do it part-time, so you, you're you not tied to it. Mm-hmm. I love that. And the last one is, is, is be open to simple pleasures. Retirement's biggest benefit is the gift of time. You finally have the chance to slow down a bit, go for a walk in your neighborhood, pack a picnic dinner and head to your town's outdoor film festival, or grab a book and head over to the beach for the day. It's... Just bring or just bring a book and a glass of wine or your favorite beverage to your own backyard and enjoy the view of the garden that you finally have time to tend. I look forward to that part. Yeah, Good tips, Jeff. Good I tips. do too. So joining us today by phone is one of our great athletes, Richard Iyer. Richard, are you there? I am. I've enjoyed the eight tips you've just given me. Maybe I'm going to go ahead and retire now. <laughs> well, I, I, I doubt that. Well, but but you've done the one. You've been adventurous and you've kept active and been industrious because you've been coming to the well, Huntsman Wilson Games. Sure. You've been coming to the Huntsman Wilson Games for how long now? Well, let's see. I'll do a quick calculation. Twenty-two years. Wow, that's fantastic. That's a lot. So you've gotten a watch and a ring. I've, I've gotten a watch, and guess guess what? I'll brag a little since Michelle's on the line. I've got 62 medals from the Huntsman scene. Is that How's right? That? 62 Now, medals. that's some bling. So that, you could so probably, you know my, like, decorate a whole wife. wall with those medals, a, like wallpaper. A <laughs> oh, a whole Christmas a tree, of, yeah. Well, a couple of Christmas trees ago, Michelle, my wife, Linda, uh, made me a display case for my Huntsman Senior Games medal. Wasn't that a sweet thing of her to do? That was I very nice that. of her, yeah. Wow, you'll have to send us a picture of that. That's really remarkable. Congratulations. So that's like 22 but I'll a year. T- I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, though. The, the games are getting better. They're getting bigger. The competition's getting stronger. It used to be that I could go down and win a medal in just about any track event that I that I wanted to enter, but now I get up against these Jamaicans and these uh, track club members from all across the country and uh, the folks from Barbados. Uh, the medals, the, the medals are getting a little harder to come by. I must say. Well, I love that. I love that as you're aging, the medals are harder to come by. But we are, you know, we had 34 countries here this year, and we're pretty proud of the contingency of athletes and the caliber of play that is offered at the games. So you're right about that, yeah. but you're still astonishing if you're, if you're <laughs> accumulating that many, congratulations. Well, what sports do you compete in Richard? Well, you know what it is. And I was going to say in tennis, which is kind of my main sport, it's, it's kind of a war of attrition. If you just keep coming, you know, <laughs> and you just live long enough, all the people that can beat you gradually, one by one, they don't show up anymore, right? So eventually, 
you're going to get to the top. That's that's my goal. I'm going to hang in there. I won the gold in the doubles this year and the silver in the singles. And um, when I and then next year, see, I get to go in a higher every five years. You get to go in a, another age, age division, up, right. and your chances are renewed. It's like you've got a new lease on life. You're the young <laughs> one in fantastic. the age group, but I do know a 94 year old that's still struggling to find the opportunity to get anything above a silver. Yeah, There's well, still one there you can go. Beat him in well, he's, he, all he's got to do is hang on till he's 95, and then he'll probably get the gold. Oh, he'll <laughs> hang in there. That he's our founder. That's John, John Morgan. Morgan. Yeah. Oh, John. Oh, listen, John's an old friend. I love John. Isn't he's he great? great. Yeah, we he do too. He's fantastic. And you know, let me comment on those those tips you made earlier on retirement. I uh, and I, I like the tips, but I'll tell you the problem. Sometimes you need more than just a little list. And that's kind of the reason that Linda and I, three or four years ago, decided to to write uh, this new book, Life in Full, because we wanted sort of an expanded version of, of those those kind of suggestions. What, what's a real strategy? What's interesting, and you guys are so aware of this at the, the senior games, people who, well, let me say it this way, 65 is really the new 45. And what I mean by that, it used to be that a 45, just one generation ago, a 45-year-old would say to himself, well, I've probably got another 20 good years, so what am I going to do? What's my strategy? What, how am I going to spend that that next 20 years? That's what 65-year-olds and even 70-year-olds are saying today. And so it's a whole new world, and we're, we're really the first. The baby boomers are really the first generation that on average can expect another 20 to 30 good years from the time that used to be the retirement age. And so as you were intimating, Michelle, some people um, put off retirement, and, and some people should, frankly. I, it's interesting. One of the things we did in the book is, is a, a little survey, and the public is about evenly divided on whether they even like the word retirement. About half of people yeah. do. They say, yeah, that sounds great to me. That's when I can relax and slow down and tend my garden and so on. And then the other half, roughly, say, I, I don't even want to, I don't want to have anything to do with retirement. I, 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 to me, that's like being put out to pasture. To me, that's when you sort of turn in your chips. I, I want to hang in there and, and keep working and keep doing everything I'm doing for just as long as I possibly can. And there's some good in both of those uh, vantage points, I think. Uh, you know, we, we deserve to slow down and be a little more selective about what we do. But baby boomers also are probably at the peak of their powers. What I mean by that, they they know they have more context, they have more knowledge, they have more wherewithal to actually do things and make a difference in the world. And the happiest people I know in the baby boomer age are the ones who still have a cause. They still have a purpose. They're really right. they're really devoted to something that matters to them. And those people are exciting and they're happy and they're they're not they're not bored. But retirement can be a boring thing if you don't have a cause. Right. Well, Richard, you know what? I just realized that we didn't really introduce you outside of being an athlete. So I know that you are you have an MBA from Harvard. But why don't you tell us a little bit more about your background? Well, okay, I'll make it really brief, Jeff. I um, I started off, when I left Harvard Business School, I was a management consultant for several years, and I gradually shifted into political consulting. And we 
we had a little firm in Washington, D.C. that elected a lot of governors, excuse me, senators and so on. And then I had a chance to come to Utah to run uh, a campaign of a fellow you'll probably remember, Jake Garn. He was the mayor of Salt Lake. I remember Jake. wanted to be a senator, and we... We had a good time in that campaign, and we actually moved from Washington to Utah largely because I wanted to really be personally, and usually we just planned campaigns, but this one I wanted to manage. And that got us going, and we established a home in Utah. We kept our home in Washington for 30 years, and we would go back and forth according to where our business was. But somewhere along the line, we got the idea that we were writers, and um, we began writing books, and we we got a little lucky on a couple of them. We had a book that Oprah really loved, if you can imagine. That's the dream of every author. Oh, it is. To get on, on the Oprah show. And uh, in, the, in our case, she called us. She said, I've read your book. I love it. Will you come and be on the show? And this was a book called Teaching Your Children Values, and... Um, it was like magic. We we did a whole hour on the Oprah show. It was a show they repeated two or three times. And within a week, that book was number one on the New York Times bestseller list. And so from, from then on, that, that forced us into a decision. I had to decide if I wanted to continue with my company and my management consulting or if I wanted to be a full-time writer because I couldn't do both. Right. And... Um, Oprah and that bestseller sort of pushed us over the edge, and I, I sold the company. And uh, for the last 25 years, Linda and I have been full time uh, with our writing and our speaking. With, of course, a little time taken out for the the Huntsman Senior Games. That's well, right. Well, we're glad that you've made that a priority. Uh, I'm pretty familiar with your book. A uh, copy wound up in our office after the game, so oh, I think good. it was circulating oh, around. Michelle. And what I really liked about it was kind of your planning strategic approach to retirement, because I think that a lot of times people don't have a plan or they retire and they don't have a focus. And And what you said really resonates with me, because I think... I have so many interests, and right now I need to fulfill a lot of them because I play a lot of different roles. But in your retirement, you can more kind of hyper-focus on the things that you really want to spend time on. And and I think that that's important to consider and important to um, develop into your retirement plan. So I I like where you've gone with, with this book. It's interesting to me. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life on... 1450 AM radio, and we're talking with Dr., or excuse me, with writer Richard Iyer, uh, New York Times bestselling author Richard Iyer, about uh, planning for retirement. Right, and and again, don't let the word retirement, I'm speaking now to any listeners out there who don't like the word, when we say retirement, we're not necessarily implying that you give up working or that you become sort of a passive person. Uh, we're just suggesting that this period of life, this, I, I like to, you know, I like to call it the autumn of life. I just like that metaphor because autumn's my favorite season. It's it's a beautiful time. It's a, it's a rich time. Um, even a lot of the cliches that people used to use in a derogatory way, you know, like when someone says, uh, "Boy, you're really slowing down." Take it as a compliment. You, you have you've earned the right to slow down a little, or. Or when someone says, boy, you're over the hill, 
Hey, I'll tell you, I'm a I'm a biker, and I, over the hill is the best place to be. That's in an life, accomplishment, right? isn't you, it? Because you, you had to get up to go down. You're, yeah, you're gonna do you're, you're gonna do a little coasting now. So, so what it really is is it's a life phase and it's a, a life season, and it deserves at least as much planning as say the spring season or the summer season of life. We all did a lot of planning when we were in the spring. Let's face it, we decided where we're going to go to college, what we're going to do, what's our career, what's our, what are our interests, where do we want to spend our time. Who do we want for and, a spouse? We need, to do, we, we need to do that same kind of in-depth strategic thinking about uh, this, this autumn of life. And part of it's an offense. I like to think of in, you know, in senior games terms, you've got to have an offense and a defense. The offense is probably what your cause is, where you want to live, what you want to accomplish, who you want to spend your time with, and so on. But you got to have a defense, too, because there's three things, and, and this is obvious when people think about it, and I'm sure you two are way ahead of me on this, but there's three things that can really derail your strategy. And, and one, two of them rhyme, health and wealth. And, and, you know, and the third one is relationships. And if you're, if you're in trouble with your finances, and if you're in trouble with your health, if you're not taking care of yourself, or, or if you have, have relationships that are really going south and that are causing a lot of grief and angst on your part, those are the three things that can really make the autumn of life pretty unpleasant and pretty, pretty unpredictable and pretty frightening for many people. But if you've got those three things in order, then you're free to really pursue an offense and to make it a great time of life. Right. I think that's um, something that we really see at the Huntsman World Senior Games. We really see our athletes who you can tell just have had strong, vibrant lives because they are now defying aging in their latter years. And they, I mean, we see, don't we, just such remarkable feats of athleticism. It's it's, it's an amazing thing. And the only way that that's accomplished is through a lot of hard work and dedication. And so just in that one small aspect of their life, we can really, we really see remarkable things. There's one thing I would like to add that you probably would get to eventually but i think it's also important that you make arrangements for when you are passing on for those that are staying behind don't leave your estate to uh to the courts to decide you decide how you want your estate uh, to be established and just having parents pass away it takes so much pressure off the children to when when parents will do that right and you know we we speak a lot to to wealth management groups. You can imagine being familiar with the Life in Full book. That it's, it's tailor made for these groups of clients who have invested their money with a wealth wealth management or a brokerage of some kind. And we get asked to come in and speak. And one of the things we say, which I'm not sure always sits really well with uh, with our sponsors with the brokers, but we say, look. These these financial professionals are wonderful to plan what what you want to have done with your estate, but you're the one who has to decide what your goals are. You can't turn your goals over to oh, a financial not. planner. You've got to come to the financial planner and say, look, here's what I want to accomplish, and here's what I want to do with whatever wealth I have, and I want you to implement it. The problem with some financial planners is they assume that your goal is to make all the money you can and to 
give it all to your to your descendants, to your children. And we see so many families that are actually ruined by the entitlement of knowing they're going to have a big fat inheritance at some point. It takes oh, yeah. away their motivation, takes away their initiative, even takes away their gratitude. So you've got to be careful if you're a person. I mean, you know, wealthy people are lucky in one way, but but in another way, they've got to be very, very careful that whatever they leave to their children is a help to them rather than a hindrance to them. So there's a lot of thinking that goes into this, and there's no one right strategy, but I'll tell you the one wrong strategy is to not think about it at all, to just put it off and assume everything will turn out fine. That's where you're going to end up with the, the nightmare of your kids sitting in some lawyer's office fighting over your wealth after you're dead. Right. Well, and your book really does that. It really outlines a strategic plan to help you in your latter years. And and that's a good read, really, for anyone to kind of put their life into perspective and really make some measurable goals and, and think about the future and what's important. And what we're also seeing with the games is a lot of folks aren't as worried about leaving a legacy to their posterity. They're more concerned about making sure that there's a little bit for the posterity, but that they enjoy their, their, their retirement years, their autumn years, as you, as you put it. Well, and like you said, too, I mean, with people living so much longer, sometimes it's making sure there's enough to last through, through their well, lifetime. Well, that's right. And, you, you, know, you know, we often start off our speeches by asking the audience, how long do you want to live? And we have people, we actually have people raise their hands. We say, how many of you... Th- think it would be good to check out in your late 70s. And, and then we go up by five-year inc- increments. How many think between 80 and 85? How many between 85 and 90? And it's really interesting. You get a, you get a little bunch who, who thinks they ought to check out early just because they don't want to be a burden on anyone, you know. Oh, but they're a silly. small minority. Yeah. Right. Most people actually want to live into their 90s. And, and that's... And, and then, you know, you'll always have someone say, well, why should we even think about that? Because we have no control over how long we live. And then we say, no, 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 no. You have tremendous control. Now, you could die in an accident tomorrow. An airplane could go down. But if you have a longevity goal, if you say to yourself, I want to live to be 95 or 100 or whatever your goal is, that begins to affect how you eat, how you exercise, well, sure. how you handle yourself. How it, it affects everything. And the beauty of it is just what you said earlier, Jeff. How would you rather spend your money? Wouldn't right. you, if you, wouldn't you rather use it to enjoy life with your children, with your grandchildren? Take them on a cruise, do fun things with them. That's a lot better use of your money. Than right, to Richard. I'm sorry to catch you off. Store it that... away somewhere and give it to them as an inheritance. Right, we Richard, completely uh... agree, and we have just let you talk like until we just have run out of time. We could talk to you for Uh-oh. so long, Richard. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's That's been right. It's been it's great to pleasure. speak with you. Uh, so we'd like to thank Richard for joining us, and you can hear this show each and every Thursday at 4:30 p.m. on the Husband Rolls in Your Games Active Life on. AM 1450. Uh, we have a quote for the day. It's it's wonderful to know you're aging because that means you're still on the planet, right? And that's from Goldie Hawn. Until next time, stay active, everyone. Thanks. Bye-bye.